Hello and welcome to the Top Dog podcast. I'm Katja. I'm Adrian and you are in the right spot. We meet people who do anything amazing for dogs. So I say let's not wait any longer, Katja. Unleash the dogs. This program is rated D for dog. It contains sniffing, scratching and doggy themes. Take it easy, do it slowly, relax. Lassie, come home. Climate change and two dogs. And of course... Top Dog Odd Spot Challenge. The Dog Dog Pot is a challenge that I can't say. You can't say it. Humans have difficulties saying Top Dog Odd Spot, but dogs, they should be able to do so. And that's why we are looking for dogs that can come and say it in confidence. It's a challenge, a worldwide challenge, and anybody is invited to participate. But first, we have our odd spot that makes you laugh, cry or inspires. Now, the first one is maybe a little bit of a warning because vets in the US have noticed that with the legalization of marijuana in some states in the US and I guess also around the world, there have been cases of more stoned dogs. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I've not seen a stoned dog as far as I know, but <laughs> I don't know. Do you think that stoned dogs are more obeying than other dogs? No, they probably just lie in the corner and say, hey, dude, whatever. Can't be bothered. <laughs> <laughs> so apart from you know them looking a little bit out of it, signs that your dog may be intoxicated are anxiety and incontinence. Marijuana does not cause liver damage or renal damage. However, your dog could choke on their own vomit, so it's probably best to act fast and take it to a vet. Yeah, so it's a serious thing. Don't do it too often. Yeah, make sure you hide your stash somewhere where the dog can't find it. <laughs> That's right. Otherwise, it might develop also a, an addiction problem. We don't want that. The next story is also probably a little bit drastic. A man asked his wife, Liz, to choose between him or her dogs. And Adrian, you... No, no, that's a tricky question. You should never do that. I, I know the answer already. You know the answer? What is it? She chose the dog, <laughs> didn't she? Of course. And it was 30 dogs of them at the time. <laughs> so... No man can ever live up to 36 dogs. Oh, well. That's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So basically what happened was that Mike and Liz lived together for quite a few years. They have a child, but also they have a lot of dogs. Well, actually, Liz has a lot of dogs. She started a donation-dependent charity organization that is called Beds for Bullies. Basically, she rescues and saves bull terriers. And then what happened was when rehoming wasn't possible, Liz kept them. So it was a lot of dogs she had. Yeah, poor man. He needs advice. Next time, he should never, ever pop that question. Now, this poor man, he's uh, home alone, I suppose. Yes, he is home alone. But what could also happen is that your dog is home alone all day. And 
you feel a bit sorry for it. You don't know what it is doing. You are worried it could bark all day long and annoy the neighbors. And you're concerned about its well-being. Yeah, but that's not necessary any longer. Then there is a YouTube channel called Relax My Dog. It's relaxing music and it's especially designed for pets. So you go to work, dog enjoys the music, enjoys quiet and peace. Wow, that sounds very interesting. I will have to try it out myself and see if it relaxes me. Now, I'm going to throw some numbers at you just to show you how popular this is. There are more than 8 million monthly views and streams, more than 1.1 million fans worldwide, more than 150 million monthly streamed minutes. Now, there is videos there that are like 12 hours long. So if you work all day, that should cover it. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But you can also use it for other things rather than when you're at work. Um, the website owner claims it also helps dogs when they are scared of fireworks or thunderstorms or if he simply wants to chill and doesn't have a joint handy. <laughs> That's right. So the founder is Aman Ahmed and uh, he says too that your dog will actually relax in front of you so you can watch him. And I caught up with Aman in Brussels. Aman Ahmed, you are the founder of Music for Pets, Relaxing Music and TV for Cats and Dogs. Of course, we are interested in dogs. What exactly are you doing? So we create relaxing music and TV for dogs to help with like anxiety, boredom, stress, loneliness, just to kind of, yeah, I guess keep, keep them keep them occupied and Especially when owners go to work, it's just another method of like keeping them occupied or if they're struggling with sleeping or if it's July 4th in the US and fireworks are going off to help with anxiety. Um, yeah, things like that. We've been doing it for like, yeah, seven years and it was something that I started with my music producer, Ricardo, who's based in El Salvador. And his cat and dog got uh, noise anxiety, but from the disturbances, shall we say, in his uh, local neighborhood. And um, yeah, I had the research, he had the music production skills, and we, we, put, we put both together. Sounds so, so easy, but it's actually quite big what you've done here so far, because on your website it says you have 8 million monthly views and streams you have 150 million monthly stream minutes you've got more than a million fans worldwide did you ever expect that it becomes that big no like um it kind of took me by surprise but also like didn't as well so because we knew that we were onto something big but it was such a crazy concept when we started it it was so early that it was something that we'd have to sit on and iterate for a long time until we found that perfect formula. And um, and I think one of the things for us is that we were putting the content on YouTube first and people were giving us, like, feedback and we were just empowering our fan base to be like, hey, this is, you know, something new, it's crazy, but, you know, give it a try on your dog, just let us know what you think. 
let us know how we can improve and uh, and and really empowering the users and and that helped us grow slowly shall we say um over over the time until when it was like 2016 when it just really started um yeah t- taking off from there and i feel like the impact that we've had is massive like in 2018 um with relax my dog alone it was like i think 10 million dogs consumed content uh on our platforms but that's still like our ambition now has got a hell of a lot bigger we want every cat and dog uh to 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 be using either relax my dog or relax my cat to to help with boredom or anxiety and i think what is it there's probably about in the u.s alone about 90 million dogs are owned and maybe 86 million cats are owned and that's the u.s u.s alone so as you can imagine we've we've only just started I saw in a in an interview that you were saying you would like to become a so-called Netflix for pets, short version Petflix. Is that still your ambition? It is, yeah. Like that. That's definitely like our ambition that we want to be that platform that owners turn to to help their um, cat or dog with anxiety, stress, boredom, loneliness. Yeah, we we want every owner to to consider us first, or at least try us first, before they do go on to more expensive things like medication or thunder jackets or whatever it is. Um, so yeah, that, I think yeah, we we want to be the household name <laughs> and uh, people to I guess consider us as pet things. Now you're talking about medication, so it seems to work to music, it does relax cats and dogs. Do you have any concerns or fear that the pharmaceutical pet lobby could come after you? I, I don't know, like, um, it depends how you define, uh, coming after me. It's not something that we're focused on really, like, we're, we're just focused on our mission, and that's to help as many cats and dogs around the world as possible. Um, through our content, uh, probably you wouldn't have any anything to fear since you have millions and millions of dogs and cats on your side. Now, what kind of music are you actually playing? So uh, a lot of it is done on research that we do. It's been seven years of just a pure feedback loop. So we we would put out content, firstly experimental content, and then we would gather data from there. So our content um, is it, just the range is massive. It can be, um, it, it, it could be music with certain frequencies um, that obviously humans can't hear and then specific musical arrangements uh we've also experimented with like reggae music and then kind of uh toned that around the formula that we've built and um and and that seems to be doing quite well because the reggae music keeps the dog relaxed to a point but obviously does not like make them lazy or fall asleep so we we creating a range of content obviously we can't go into too much detail uh because we <laughs> it's a lot of research that we've gathered I guess that's our like secret sauce, and um, and and we're very very thankful for the the millions of fans that that we have that are giving us this feedback, that are helping us helping us uh, refine our product. 
millions of fans give you feedback. So are you still in contact with your fans? So if I have a question as a fan, do I get an answer? Yeah, like on on our on our, so if you go on our YouTube channel, you'll see that uh, on our videos that we reply to as many comments as we can. Like that's the majority of our team. In we have an in-house team that is just constantly engaging with our growing fan base uh, because I don't like actually I don't like to use the term fans. Uh, we like we like to call them millions of friends because that's the relationship we try to build is we want to be friends with everyone that interacts with our content and build actual genuine long-term relationships because over that period they will continuously give us feedback of what content works and what doesn't work when you walk down the street and you see a relaxed dog or you see a relaxed cat behind a window looking down the street do you then think I did that <laughs> because that dog was watching my channel. Yeah, it's really weird because now I do like quite a bit of traveling. That like I'll, I'll bump into random people. Like um, like even when I'm doing like city tours, for example, I was in in, in Lisbon. I was just for I had a free day. I do a tour, uh, um, a guided tour, and then on the guided tour, I met like some some people that were obviously talking about their pets and. They, and they were talking to other people saying, oh, yeah, I use this thing called Relax My Dog. I'm like, wow, that's crazy. Like, people are having a conversation about it. And uh, and I would just observed from afar, and I was just, like, taken back. I was like, this is insane that someone else is making a recommendation uh, for Relax My Dog, and they don't know that <laughs> I'm the founder of the company. But it is like that's just one example that was quite recent. But it is um is it happens very very often now. Like wherever I travel, people will know of the brand Relax My Dog or Relax My Cat, and that they that they use it. And um, because as a CEO, from my perspective, like I'm recently always been behind the screen, so I've been you know I'm very data driven, looking at graphs, et cetera, et cetera. And to f now I get to actually have like that real human interaction. It it takes me back every time where I'm just like breathless. I'm like, wow, this is actually having a positive impact on people's lives. And and the one other thing is that we do get a lot of comments on YouTube. And at first, at first we thought it was a joke, but then we realized then it became very very consistent where people would send comments saying, hey, can we use this specific track? Uh, our dog died, and this was its favorite track, and we want to play it at the funeral. And wow. this happens more and more frequently to the point we were like, this cannot be a joke. This is actually serious. And we we are just taken back every day by the positive comments, which you can probably see on our YouTube channel. You'll see all the comments that we, that we get. It's just every, every day it's just rewarding. It just, it keeps us going. I'm just like, so like humbled and like blown back by the impact that our content is on the lives of the pets and, and the owners. You are responsible for millions of dogs and cats 
being relaxed and happy and so their owners do you consider yourself as relaxed as a relaxed person yeah do you know what's really weird everyone said that that i'm like quite a chilled out person um and i've always been like just very just yeah like just a very chilled person to be honest um and i think it's weird that my personality somehow found a business that that ended up creating a business that kind of fit my personality yeah it's just weird like it's it's weird how all the dots kind of connect when you when you look back now i can imagine this uh does keep you busy maintaining a huge website like this one or a youtube channel but are there any other big plans in the cupboard somewhere i think for us we're just focused like i i'm very very grateful for this business and like you know a lot of entrepreneurs want to sell their business and you know go on and be multimillionaires etc etc like yes this business is in a, in a in a good financial position that's allowing us to continue to grow but i would never want to sell this business i want to do this for the rest of my life like i cannot think of anything else better than doing this and more importantly better than the impact that we are having and the comments that we get um so we are 100% focused on creating more content and reaching more cats and dogs through various platforms because as well as YouTube we're on Roku we're on Amazon Fire we're on Apple TV we're on iPhone Android uh so we want to continue to touch more lives of cats and dogs and just create better content that's our focus and we're just like super excited to continue doing this every single day you're YouTube channel is obviously or definitely a blessing for many many dogs many many cats and their owners and we wish you all the best for for the future thank you very much for your chat yeah thank you for having me i appreciate it thank you aman ahmed founder of music for pets And you can check his website out on musicforpets.co. So, C-O, not com. Katja, do you know Lassie? Of course. I watched it all the time on telly. My sisters used it to train me not to cry. It <laughs> was a tough childhood, as you can tell. Um, now, it's an American show about a rough collie dog. And uh, she lived on a family farm and rescued that poor boy from dangerous situations that he got in quite frequently. And she probably solved some crime, too. Yeah, it was actually one of the longest running television series on American television. It went for nearly 20 years, started 1954 until 1973. But originally, it was a book by the English author Eric Knight. And about that book, I talked to Eva Mura. She is a cognitive therapist and the host of a children's book podcast. And she will tell us more about it. Eva. Hello, Adrian. Thank you for coming again and telling us about a fascinating book, or rather a dog, 
This time it's Lassie. Yes, I think that's one of the most famous dogs. Do you know anyone who does not know Lassie? Maybe my kids. They don't know it? No, I don't think so. Your kids are nine and ten or eleven ten. years old. Yeah, ten. Yeah. So I think I know Lassie because I watched the television series, never read the book. Have exactly. You read, have you read the book? Yes, but now. Right. Not not when I was a child. Right. I was very surprised that it is seen as a children's book. Um I wasn't aware when I was a kid that there is a book called Lassie. I only knew um the T V show. And grew up with it. So every every week we had one episode, and that was it. And we all sat in front of the TV and then waited for the next adventure. And of course, I think that the TV show is is a little bit different than the book, at least as I remember it, because it was more like Leslie came home at the end of every episode <laughs> and not at the end of the book. And I think a lot of people don't know the actual book behind it or didn't know that there's a book that was the, the, the foundation of the TV show. Did you know that? No, I didn't know. I thought it was a television series. That's all I knew, but I learned too. It's a book. It's called Lassie, Come Home. The mysterious bit is that there's a dash between come and home. So some people say it's part of the name, Lassie, Come Home, or you might now a different theory yes so the information says that some breeders have dogs and they sell them but they're trained to escape from the new owners and come back so they can sell them again oh so it's a come home dog yes that's where it comes from yeah right but in later in the tv show um it was not not seen that way uh it was just like leslie come home in really coming home <laughs> and not as like we breed you and we sell the dog and that It's like a fraud. Now, it's based on a short story. Do you know the sto a short story? I don't know the short story. I just know the, the actual the, book the from, old, from Eric Knight. Shall I tell about the short story? Tell about the short story. <laughs> okay. Now, it's based on the short story which Eric Knight wrote, and it was first published in 1938. And uh, it was set in the Depression-era England, and uh, it's about a rough collie. That's the Lassie dog. He is reunited with uh, her young Yorkshire master after the family is forced to sell her for money. In the long-form story, it's that they have to sell the dog because they're running out of money. As the start of the story is the same, you know, that um, it's the, the boy, Joe, is like the, the companion, is Lassie, and she's waiting for him every, every day when he comes out of school, and she's very loyal to him and everyone in the, in the village knows that it's a fabulous dog the parents decide to sell her to like the rich duke of the area because the miners have to leave their jobs there are no jobs anymore the, the mine closes down and they're running out of money they can't buy food anymore and of course Joe doesn't understand that he's 12 in this story and he's very upset about it and what I really like in the book is it describes this not only the breed of the dog but also the, the breed of the people of this this landscape that it's a very rough landscape and they're sturdy they are rough with each other but they love each other so it's it's a really interesting way to portray like the 
the era, as you said, but also the people who live there. And that's very interesting. And that's why I was I was surprised that it's seen as a children's book. I hardly know children's books are really going really deep into like these social problems in, in that way. I just read a snippet of the book, how it starts. Everyone in Green Old Bridge knew Sam Caracloth Lassie. In fact, you might say that she was the best-known dog in the village, and for three reasons. First, because nearly every man in the village agreed she was the finest collie he had ever laid eyes on. This was praise indeed, for Green Old Bridge is in the county of Yorkshire, and of all places in the world, it is here that the dog is really king. In that bleak part of northern England, the dog seems to thrive as it does nowhere else. The wind and the cold rains sweep over the flat moorlands, making the dogs rich-coated and as sturdy as the people who live there. So it's really like the dog is like the landscape and the people are like the, the landscape. Poor Lassie gets sold and she escapes several times and runs back to Joe um, to reunite with, with her master. But of course the Duke comes and takes the dog back, is very upset and he seems to be a very crumpy old man. So he decides to give this dog to his granddaughter, Priscilla, and they move the poor Lassie up to Scotland. She escapes again, but it's like 4,000 miles away from her hometown, Greenall. And the whole book describes this journey home and her adventures on this way and the people she meets and uh, she gets nearly killed and accidents and incidents until she finally finds her way home to Joe And Duke and Priscilla, the granddaughter, they come back too. The Duke wants to have Lassie back again, but Priscilla convinces the Duke that Lassie is not Lassie. It's a different dog. So Lassie is lost. That's what she tries to convince her, her grandfather. So Lassie, the real Lassie, can stay with Joe and, and really lives the life she wants to live. And that's like the good ending of the story. But I think it's a historical novel because it's written in the 40s. So it portrays the the ideas and the people of that time. And I'm pretty sure there were a lot of people around that thought in a similar way. So I wouldn't give this book to my kids without any explanation. Yeah, they would struggle to understand the, the social background of the story. So the one story is Lassie coming home and the, the loyal dog, but the backdrop are the social situations or the, the social hardships of that time. And I think if you if you see it as a children's book today, I think it's really important to explain to the kids why it was written in that way. Thank you, Eva. Thank you, Adrian. That was Eva Mura, cognitive therapist, teacher and passionate reader. And Lessie, what a top dog. Adrian, you found another top dog. Yes, I did. Actually, I found two top dogs. Can you imagine? Oh. 
Well, better than one. Yes. And these two dogs, they belong to Joanne. And uh, it's an intriguing story, I have to say, because there's a bit of a surprise in that one. And uh, so Joanne's two dogs are my top dogs of the week. Hello, Joanne. You've got two dogs. Can you quickly describe what kind of dogs they are? I've got a little Shih Tzu crossed with a Papillon, and his name's Peppy. Then I have a little Pug, and she's a very delicate little girl, um, and she's nine. She's gorgeous. So two pocket dogs? Two pocket dogs. I'm the only one in the family. Everyone else in the family has big dogs, but I have what I call more portable dogs. How old are they? Um, the little um, pug is 11, we think, because I got her from a rescue site. So we think her um, age is 11. Um, and the other one, little Peppy, the Papillon, is 9. You have been so far a working mum, yes. is that right? Yes, so a working mum. So what did you do with the dogs? Where? Did, how did they spend the days? I think more cared for for children. In the summer, um, I have the air-conditioned time for that to come on for them so that they don't spend time in the hot house. Um, they have a doggy door, so they go in and out. They've got beds in a lot of rooms that they're comfortable in, and then they go outside if they want to and lay lounge under trees and in the sometimes they sunbake on the um, pavement outside. But you don't really know what they actually do during the day. Look, sometimes I would love doggy cam (laughs) to see what they're doing because sometimes I come home to a little bit of destruction, but it's generally not a great deal. Um, Sometimes I wonder, are they barking a lot when I'm at home? But I've got the sort of neighbours who I'm sure if it was the case that they would um, let me know. But no, I think by now they're a little bit more mature and they just... um, just lie around and play with themselves they love to wrestle themselves but I've always maintained that before I leave for work I've always taken them on half an hour 45 minute walk so I'm hoping that exhausts them for a little bit of into my working day as we said you've been a working mum not much longer because uh, Mm -hmm. you quit the job that means you know that often uh, people in a relationship let's say couples married Mm -hmm. couples he or she quits work you know retires all of a sudden it's a new situation at home both are at home all day at the same time and that can cause friction or problems even i think it's not different with dogs what do you think how would your dogs react all of a sudden you're home all day every day I think because they're couch cut um, lizards, I think they would adore it because I'm there more with them. We can go for warmer works rather than in the early hours of a winter morning, but wait until it's a bit later. Um, they would sit on the couch with me. Um, the tricky. Are you saying you're going to spend your time on the couch all day? <laughs> <laughs> when I'm there, when I'm there. Um, but they're very amenable. They're um, very, um, very easygoing dogs. Um, my sister's staying with me at the moment and she has a Hungarian Vizsla and it's still a puppy. And so it thinks mine are little babies. And so she likes to round them up and she likes to take control of them and, and they're fighting that. So that's the friction we have in the house at the moment is settling in between a big puppy 
and a little older dog um, and she wants to wrestle with them and you know she's 20 kilos as opposed to four kilos of mine so that's taking a little bit of settling in time to for them the three of them to get used to each other so you're saying you feel very confident that your dogs will appreciate you having you around 24 7 yes Yes, I just spent the last two days in Sydney, so it was just overnight, stay away from home one time, and um, the dogs greeted me at the door as if I'd been gone for a month, and, you know, they would follow me into every room, um, you know, when I got home, and, you know, where have you been, and the little brown eyes looking at you, what have you done to us? So I think they will relish the time that, you know, I will be spending more time with them. So what do they mean to you, your dogs? Oh, I don't get people who don't understand dogs. Uh, they've always been a fixture in my life, and I think they have far more personality um, than a cat does. Sorry to every cat listener. Um, but no, I. No worries, because we're a dog <laughs> podcast. <laughs> no well, cats. Just as well. Um, no, I think they um, really enjoy the human company that they have. So, my um, philosophy is well and truly if you have a, a dog, that they are part of the family. You do not buy them or acquire them and leave them in the backyard. They're indoor, outdoor, they're involved in whatever you do. Um, um, if you don't want to make that commitment, Perhaps not get a good dog. Mm. You, know, you have to make that commitment to them. I can hear you. You say you're not a dog owner. You are a person who lives with dogs, yeah? <laughs> yeah. But how do they enrich think, your life? Well, they de-stress you. After a busy day or a, an ugly day at work, you know, all that leaves you when you're just, you know, talking to them or getting their tea. And, you know, they're, they're just so trusting in you and rely on you for everything. You know, it takes away all the other cares, I think, and, you know, they're just such a great companion. Personal question, are you moody? Do they sort of pick up on your mood? Oh, yeah. They pick up on the tones of my voice and they pick up on my clothes because, you know, work clothes are quite different to weekend clothes and so they can judge the day, oh, okay, she's going to be home, or no, she's looking a bit formal, she's going to work. Um, So, yes, they are, they do pick up on your moods well and truly, yes. Now, we hope everything goes well yeah, in your future here, and yes. um, I'll cross fingers for your dogs yes. oh, well, <laughs> the next challenge is that I'm moving to rural Victoria so that will be a huge change for the dogs coming in from a city location going off to a um, country location. I thought there's even a climate change. A huge climate change yeah. so the, the air conditioning will be working full time for them because yes. you're moving further into central Australia. Central Australia so um, you know we'll contend with um, birds and three-corner jacks when they're walking and things like that. So we'll have to be far more careful, um, and uh, the, particularly with the pug with a squished-in nose, just you know how she um, breathes and um, ventilates and things like that. So and um, so it'd be a, hu- a huge challenge for them. And um, they don't do off-lead parks, so we'll be getting to know the neighbourhoods by walking around the houses and the streets. So yeah. Right, watch the snakes. All the best. <laughs> Thank you kindly, Adrian. Thank you. Thanks, Joanne. Well, that's a lot of change for those three. All the best from me to Joanne. Top Dog Odd Spot Challenge. Top Dog Odd Spot Challenge. Now, who can say Top Dog Odd Spot? Did I say that right? <laughs> who can say Top Yeah, you did, Katja. <laughs> Congratulations, but it doesn't count. You're not a dog. 
Oh, gosh. But we are searching for that wonder dog who can actually do it. And everyone has got a chance. Yeah, and I told that to my dog, Baba. She's 14 years old by now. She's a golden healer. And she was insisting, I want to try. And I think she nearly, she nearly made it. Baba, sit. Good girl. Now look at me. Oh, that was a cow. That was, the cows are not in, in the challenge. Well, they're coming now. Anyway, you've got spectators. Look, now. Concentrate, Baba. Say, top dog, hot spot. Come on. That's not Baba, that's a cow. Cows are not, they can't take part in that challenge. Oh, well, shall we try with them? Come on, Baba, come. Let's have a look. All right, which cow can say, top dog, hot spot? Baba. Don't get distracted by the cows. Say, top dog, hot spot. Yeah. And another one. Top that was. Yeah. Top dog, hot spot. Really? Um, top dog, hot spot. Whoa, you have an accent like mine. That's that's a coincidence. No, it was me. I was cheating. Oh, I thought first uh, she had an identity crisis when the cows started. (laughs) (laughs) I think the cows were (laughs) challenged. Maybe we should change the challenge. We should actually call all the cows to participate because they are more talkative than dogs. That's right. Well, we did say we give everybody a chance. Why not the cows? Okay, we'll enter them into the competition. Okay. Now, um, if you would like your dog or your cow or your, well, maybe we should exclude parrots. <laughs> it might be a bit easier for them. Um, if you would like the, to participate, drop us an email at woofwoof at topdog.space. Yeah, and don't forget, earthworms are welcome too. Now, that was Top Dog Podcast. If you, <laughs> if you liked it, leave a comment. Tell your friends, family, employer, people you meet on your dog walk. Hear us on topdoc.space or any podcast platform. And we hope we hear from each other again. Take care. I'm Adrian. Bye-bye. I'm Katja. Say hello to your dog for me. Bye.